You are listening to Sin. My name is Louis, and joined with me in the studio is the incredible Big Pig, all the way from the other side of the world. Good morning. Good how you, morning. How are you going? I'm good, man. Welcome to Australia. This is your Thank f- you. first time coming to Australia and first shows? Yeah, well, I came when I was like one, but I can't remember anything. So yeah, <laughs> back, I'm, first time properly. I'm going to take a punt and also say not many shows when you were one as well. No. <laughs> No. Um, now, I also saw you mentioned on your Instagram that you wanted to go out and try and do some stuff while you're in Australia, yeah. aside from your shows. Uh, I saw you went to Sydney Harbour while you were up yes. there when you played your show up there. And I also saw that, I think yesterday, you were somewhere in a field with some kangaroos. Yeah. What have you gotten up to while you've been in Melbourne? So we went straight from the airport next mm. to National Park and went to see kangaroos there. And that was like a proper moment of like oh we are far you are on the other side of the world it was cool and then we went from there and just basically straight into soundcheck um and sorted all that out i had a really good burger that was vegan it was delicious we haven't seen loads of melbourne yet but i'm hoping before we get the flight we'll be able to like have a look around now i'm gonna get a little bit introspective here okay so you're six years into releasing music as big pig in that time you know you're hampered by COVID for two years obviously but you've still managed to find time to support Emotional Oranges, Glass mm-hmm. Animals. You're about to do a tour with Big Wild, including playing some incredible shows in the US at the likes of Red Rock Amphitheatre, which is an incredible Crazy. venue. You've also supported Princess Nokia. You've got four EPs in your name, heaps of singles, heaps of features. Uh, you're on the FIFA soundtrack. <laughs> People are getting tattoos of your music. You've been praised by none other than Sir Elton John. And you're playing shows on the other side of the world. Do you often look back at kind of what you've achieved no. on your career? Are there any kind of highlights? <laughs> like that stick you're just out? talking about it, and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I feel like, to be honest, I've, um, there's moments where I like look back, and I'm like, I can't believe that was what was going on or what's mm. happened. But I'm such a like manic mind that I feel like I always am looking forward to like the next thing and the next. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, where am I going next? Um, so yeah, when you were just talking about it, it took me like a minute to just take it in that you're talking to me. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, so yeah, there's been some incredible moments. Like I never, like I never dreamed that it would get to the point that it is now, and it's beautiful. But at the same time, I'm just like, I just want to keep, keep going, keep <laughs> yeah. going. I want to add stop. to the list. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. Yeah. Well, I want to jump to your music now for a sec. Mm-hmm. So, something that anyone who kind of looks through your category catalog will find. You like genre hopping, so mm-hmm. I've heard you describe it as genre fluid or kind of organised chaos. Yeah. Um, so you've got tracks like Fun and Switch, which kind of got more dancey, kind of drum and bass yeah. uh, inspired. Fun, which we actually featured on our Sweet 16, our high rotation playlist last month, because it's such a great song. You definitely you. check it out if you haven't yet. But then you also got stuff like Feels Right and kind of Crash Course with Blue to Tiger, which yeah. is kind of a little bit more poppy, and some of your earlier stuff like uh, Padita and Vice City, which are kind of more R&B mm-hmm. and hip-hop. So when you go to write a song, do you yeah. set out to write, you know, a drum and bass song or does it kind of happen a bit more no. organically? It happens back all the time. Yeah. It's like loads of really like, yeah. And it doesn't always work. I feel like we go in and you, I work with some incredible producers as well, like Zach Nahum who did mm. fun. I love him. And I love working with him because it's like we'll get in and we'll just mess around with like loads of different sounds until it's like, oh, no, no, no. Okay, stop there. Mm. And then I'll start writing and even with fun, it started as a completely different song. And we then sampled that. And we were like, let's bring it into a place that feels like the energy of like that toxic relationship and like anxious, like intense, kind of like not a minute to think because you're working on passion <laughs> all the time. It's like, yeah, let's bring it into that world. And then so the drums kind of started to become faster. And we were like, 
okay, I guess it's a drum and bass song. Like, I guess we're going to do that. Um, but yeah, it's never like pre-planned. I also have like a big thing of like not writing anything before getting into the room. So it's always kind okay. of like, yeah. I mean, I've talked to other musicians where they've been like, they've got lyrics, so they've got um, melodies before they go in. And I just feel like that would throw me off so much. I feel like maybe I should try it, but I'm also like, I don't know. I think the like pressure of really having to work out what you're going through in the moment and within those like four hours or whatever, six hours mm. is like so integral to just being able to find that, I don't know, that thing that really hits like and feels um feels like when you're rambling and then you're just suddenly <laughs> really honest about something, you're like, oh, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to just pour my soul out there. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's Wait. always like that. It works well. I mean, it's proofs in the pudding. Great <laughs> process so far. Thank you. you. You kind of mentioned in there that you kind of go through a lot of different iterations before you find the sound and go, yep, we'll work with that. Yeah. What are the other iterations? Because, you know, you, you are doing quite a few genres. Are there any genres mm. of Big Pig music that we haven't heard yet? Are we going to yes. get Big Pig death metal? <laughs> oh, my God, just you wait. <laughs> no, I feel like I really, like, couldn't say. There are tracks that I've made that are definitely in worlds I haven't touched on before which um will be coming out like this year which Ooh. I'm excited for but um there's yeah I just feel like I never want to say that I'll never do anything because yeah don't want to say no before you've tried it that's it like yeah you never know that's it exciting um you mentioned working with Zach uh yes with collaborations so mm -hmm. you've done you do quite a lot so you're part yeah. of 98 which yes. for people who don't know who are 98 98 are the best collective <laughs> in the whole world um no they're literally yeah, they're everything to me. They're like, a, we're all just friends from school from years ago. And they were like such an integral part as well of like me finding my voice in music again. Mm. Um, we used to do cyphers a lot and go over and kind of like, we just show each other music. And it kind of became like a safe space where we could just kind of be vulnerable with each other through music and maybe like whatever was going on at home or like anything else was just kind of left at the door. And it's just like, I don't know. Like things like that are so special. I feel like that's overall like the community sense in music is like the thing that brings you to it and makes you want to stay. Like mm. it's so important, um, especially that age. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, everyone's sick. They're, everyone's doing like their own projects and then we work on things together. You've had a couple of releases this year. So yes, I we have. And yeah. we've got an EP coming out. We've got like a lot going on. Um so yeah, I love them to bits. Well, hey, if you're a fan of Big Peak, go check them out, 9-8. Yes. Um, now you've also, as I mentioned earlier, you've done quite a lot of collaborations, I mean, mm -hmm. with some exciting names as well, like Emotional Oranges, love that song you did with them. Thank you. Um, you also work with a few different producers as well. So what's your approach to working with other artists, especially if it's like the first time in studio together? And yeah. you kind of mentioned especially that you don't really go in with any ideas beforehand. Mm -hmm. So how, do, how does that work? How do you negotiate it's that? It's a real hit or miss. <laughs> um, it's a real hit or miss. But it's like, it's just the same way as having a conversation with someone, I think. Mm. You know, it's like you go in not knowing what's going to happen mm. and either you get on really, really well and you end up like learning loads of stuff or you like, or you go in and you're a bit like, oh, maybe we just don't feel like talking today or we're not <laughs> talking the same. Like, yeah, and I think like... um. I think it's always just, I don't know, it's interesting. It, um, yeah. I really, I feel like collaborators that I love working with are the same ones that are like, there are no rules or there are mm. like more of a, 
more of a let's have a jam and see what happens. I think when it becomes like too structured or too like, right, this has to be the verse and this has to be the chorus and this has to be, that freaks me out. So I think like working that out in the studio and seeing how you both work is so important. But yeah, it's just a trial thing, I think, usually. Um, see how you get on. Nice. Yeah. Now, something that's quite unique about your music is uh, that you're bilingual. You speak Spanish and yes. English, which comes through in quite a few of your songs. Now, some strong songwriters struggle with one language getting out what they want to say. How do you ne- negotiate writing and kind of recording and just trying to expressing what you want to say when you've got two languages at your disposal? So I feel like the Spanish thing, because it was such a like thing from my childhood especially, it only comes out when it wants to come out. Like I feel like if I ever try and intentionally write in Spanish, it's like, I don't know, it feels like it doesn't feel as natural. Do you know what I mean? Um, The English, like, I always go English first, I think, just because I'm speaking it all the time and everything else. And, like, it's just, um, it's my first call to it. But then usually what I realise is, like, with when Spanish does find its way into my songs, it's usually something that's, like, pretty intense and pretty, like, something that I don't want to say in English like I don't know because it wouldn't sound the same and it wouldn't make sense the same way and maybe it's like something like an inner child kind of thing coming out where it's like um yeah just like touches a certain place and uh yeah it's like a little secret thing you have an interesting uh lineup of 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 country so you've lived in Ireland Spain and then Mm -hmm. you've lived in London and LA yeah Quite a few different places. Currently based in LA? Currently based between London and LA. Okay, negotiating the two. Yeah. Do you think that kind of, from such a wide range of kind of cultures and backgrounds, do you think that plays into your music at all? Does it influence your music? Yeah, 100%. I mean, Spanish, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, Spanish does. The same way that, like, being Irish does as well. Like, the whole thing, I think, when I look at, like, friends and family from Ireland like everyone lives on memories or everyone lives on stories like it's always mm. like an exchange of stories and that's how people, like people communicate and I think maybe that has something to do with like when I'm writing and it's like storytelling and it's kind of like I don't know maybe that plays a part in it and then London and the chaos of like how fast that city moves like um the only bit of like time that you really get to to stop and think is when you're in the studio I feel like or when you're like put everything on pause Mm. um which also definitely feeds the music and then LA recently I think that just like the nature side of it and like watching the sunsets and like I could cry about (laughs) it like I just love it so much um and it makes me feel like every day is like kind of I just don't want to waste any time do you know what I mean I really want to see as much as I can and it just inspires me that way so I feel like they definitely all play into it um yeah i've got like a big vault of tunes at the minute (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i feel like all the different worlds are there and i'm like how do i tie it together but i'm working it out exciting Mm -hmm. with all these different places and i mean even currently being split between two places and touring where feels like home for you i don't really think anywhere does to be honest i think music kind of does that for me like Mm. it could be anywhere you could be like yeah, not really have a base, but you'll always have a base with that. Do you know what I mean? It becomes like something that grounds you and takes you home all the time. Um, there's also loads more that I want to see, like loads more that I want to live and move around in. And yeah, I feel like it's hard to hold 
relationships and things down, I think with the like chaos of everything, but that always brings me back to myself and always makes me feel like I've got a place. You played some shows in Sydney and Melbourne. I had the great yeah. pleasure of seeing you last night as well at the corner. It was a great show. Thank you. Incredible energy. The oh, crowd so seemed fun. to absolutely love it as well. Um, you said it took 22 hours to get here. It's a massive flight. So you fly from LA or London? London. Still a huge flight. Both <laughs> yeah. huge flights. It's basically as far as you can go. Yeah. Was it worth it? So worth it. So <laughs> worth it. No hesitation. So worth it. It was just, yeah. It's been beautiful. It's been Great. incredible. And the crowds have been like so up for it, so ready to go. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I didn't expect it to feel that good as well. Just because like, imagine playing your songs halfway across the world. I was just like, no, maybe no one will come. Maybe there'll be like three people. And it was like mm. these crowds of like people singing it back. And it was just, <laughs> oh, insane. Oh, well, speaking of singing it back, mm-hmm. Switch. Absolutely. Uh, that was so fun. We can't not talk about Switch. Yeah. It, your energy for that was incredible. You got the crowd involved in such a great way. Um, is that your favourite song to play live? I love playing that song live. I love it. It's up there. Yeah. I think. Um, I feel like I can't start picking favourites because the rest of the songs would be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you've but, kind of started your set with some of your, your kind of more chill stuff like Roses yeah. and Gold Opener, which is still so lovely as Thank well. You. you see people still bopping along. It's, it's different energy, but it's still very, very fun. I also greatly appreciated that, which I haven't seen done for a while, that you came out and did an encore. The people demanded one more song and you gave them yeah, Switch again <laughs> and they loved it just as much the second time. <laughs> Man, I was like, we don't have an encore prepped, so like, we'll just do this again. Oh, it was um, great. People still absolutely loved it. Thank you. And something that I also really appreciated for your show is you just seemed so authentic on stage, thank which you. is really, really refreshing to see. Do you think that's something that's quite important to you and your work? Yeah, I think so, always. Um, stage is something that I feel like I've really come to love because I think I used to be... I used to see it as something that was fearful or like oh, I'm just, like, on a stage with loads of people looking at me and I'm, like, just, like, pouring my heart out onto this mic and they might like it and they mightn't like it. And it's, like, this whole thing before 2019. Mm. And then I kind of came back to shows and was just, like, just ready to go. And then also, like, going on tour with support or being a support act for some of these shows and, like, looking at um, other artists and the way that they, like embody even the sad songs and bring it into like a space that feels good and feels like a celebration of that rather than like oh no like don't look at me (laughs) so I think um coming back and being able to find my voice with that and my like presence with that has made everything so much more fun like it makes it literally just like the world switches off for an hour and you can just enjoy yourself and it's like yeah I love it the result is beautiful to Thank watch. You. I'll, I'll certain, certainly give you that. Now, you had YB as support for yes. your Sydney and Melbourne shows. He was lovely to watch. We featured He's him the on the Sweet 16 as well a week before no yours way. with his new track, Sleeping Without Me. He also played some very cool unreleased stuff. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on YB and what is coming out later in this year. Um, how'd you come across YB? So I was put on to him by someone that sent it over. Um, and I checked him out and I hadn't heard of him before. And I was like, this is sick. He's so good. His, like, and his visuals as well are mad. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I was, like, in a heartbeat. Easy, let's put him on. But, um, yeah, he smashed it. Wonderful choice. Did it so good. Also, while you are at Splendour, if you are making it up to the muddy, muddy plains, make sure you check out Big Pig. Playing at the GW McLennan Tent, Saturday, 23rd, 
4.15, bring your gumboots. You're going to need it by the looks of it. <laughs> um, you've had you've had a pretty good run of weather in Sydney and Melbourne. You've had yeah, sunshine, it's but gorgeous. it's about to get done. Um... I'm hoping I can bring it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll, you'll need it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're going to feel like, surely you'll feel like home. Surely you'll feel like you're playing in England. With all that yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're well used to it. I'm like, just get involved. You just yeah. got to embrace it, I think, at this point. Now, you mentioned earlier, so we, we've had fun out for this year. It's the yes. first release since the EP uh, Sky's Bleeding from a wee while ago mm-hmm. now. You mentioned you got a vault of music. Yeah. Can we expect more releases this Loads year? more. Loads more. Yeah. EP, album, or just singles? Can you give us any, any indicators? I've got, so I've got a collection of songs that want to be releasing this year and then okay. hopefully album next year. Ooh, the debut. Yes. Exciting. Well, look, you heard it here first. Keep an ear out for that Big Pig, thank you so much for joining thank me in the studio you. today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Check them out at Splendour if you're going to be there. If not, snooze you lose. Fly to Auckland. <laughs> you're playing in Auckland. Auckland after then, yeah, yeah. Oh, get, get on the plane if you're missing out on Splendour. Um, yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, thank Big you Pig. You too. Thank you.